0: Hello, and welcome to Behind the Horror. Scary movie fans, such as myself, will hear that a movie is based on a true story. A few of them we know, but most, well, we never go on to find out just what that true story is. So in this series, we will explore and find out exactly what the true story is behind the movies we love. The 2011 movie, The Right, starts us off at a mortuary as a man is preparing a body for their funeral. This man, Michael Kovac, then goes upstairs into the house to have dinner with his father, who owns the mortuary. Then he and his father begin to get the casket ready with the body in it for the viewing. Michael is disillusioned with his job as a mortician and decided to study to be a priest. His studies paid off and he is about to be ordained to the rank of deacon, but he writes a letter stating he wants to resign due to a lack of faith. He then witnesses an accident and the victim, laying on the road, asks him for absolution before she dies, having been hit. a vehicle. He of course does so, comforting her in the moments before her death. He knows he is called to be a priest, despite his doubts. A colleague tells him that there has been a rise in demonic possession recently and the Church needs more exorcists. His superior decides to send him to the Vatican so that he can attend exorcism classes to which Michael accepts. During his classes in Rome, he meets Angelina, who is a journalist who is also taking the course. From there, Michael is sent to see Father Lucas, who is a practicing exorcist and apprentices under him, and then starts his journey into the supernatural world of girls coughing up nails people speaking languages that they would have no way of knowing, and a pregnant young woman, raped by her own father, possessed by a demon. What happens next? Well, those of you who have seen the movie know, and the rest will just have to watch to find out. But this movie is good, I recommend it. This movie is based on the 2009 book, called The Rite, The Making of a Modern Exorcist, written by Matt Baglio. The book is based on real events as witnessed and recounted by Father Gary Thomas, who was an exorcist in training, as well as his experiences of being sent to Rome. He was sent there to be trained and work daily with a veteran exorcist. So, before we get into all of that, let's talk about what exorcism really is. Dictionary.com states that exorcism is, quote, the expulsion or attempted expulsion of a supposed evil spirit from a person or place, unquote. It is the religious or spiritual practice of evicting demons or other entities from a person, place, or thing that is believed to be possessed. Now, there are some differences within regards to how this is done depending on the person performing it. Some think it is as simple as making the entity swear on oath to leave the person or object others believe an elaborate ritual must be performed and often repeated, and still others think the exorcism can be achieved by commanding the entity to leave in the name of their deity. There are other religions or faith-based philosophies that perform exorcisms, but we are going to stick with the Christian version of this for this podcast. So, In Christianity specifically, exorcism is the practice of casting out demons. The exorcist is usually always a member of the Christian Church, who is thought to have been graced with special powers or skills. They use prayer, religious materials like holy water, the Bible, crucifixes rosaries and may use specific gestures to help aid them in their process, like making a sign of the cross. They also often call on God, Jesus, or specific archangels, usually Michael, to help the exorcist in their process. People that are thought to be possessed are also not thought of as being evil themselves, but rather the demon within them is forcing them to commit whatever wrongs against their will. In Catholicism, there are basically two forms of action that can be taken, the first being a formal exorcism which can only be done by a trained priest during a baptism or with strict permission from a bishop and the second, a, quote, prayer of deliverance, which can be performed by anyone. The Rituale Romanum is one of the official ritual works of the Catholic Church, and it contains all of the services that can be performed by a priest or deacon that are not listed in other places. In the Rituale Romanum, under section 11, lists the ritual guidelines for conducting an exorcism, including what to look for to see if, in fact, a formal exorcism is even needed. Accepted signs of real possession include speaking in unknown languages, showing a disproportionate physical strength that is well past the person's natural ability, being repulsed crucifixes in prayer, as well as having knowledge of events that have happened far away both in terms of time and place. Priests are to very carefully determine whether or not the person is actually possessed by an evil spirit or if it is a mental or physical illness instead. Now it is understood that it can and usually does take several weekly exorcism rituals sometimes over many years, to fully expel a, quote, deeply entrenched demon. The prayer to St. Michael is literally a prayer to the Archangel Michael, and it is most often used during an exorcism. It states, O glorious Archangel St. Michael, Prince of the Heavenly Host, defend us in battle and in the struggle which is ours against the principalities and powers, against the rulers of this world of darkness, against spirits of evil in high places. Come to the aid of men whom God created immortal, made in his own image and likeness, and redeemed at a great price from the tyranny of the devil." fight this day the battle of the lord together with the holy angels as already thou hast fought the leader of the proud angels lucifer and his apostate host who were powerless to resist thee there's a whole lot more but you get the idea i would have loved to have read that to you guys in latin as it sounds so beautiful in that way but there's no way i could have done it any justice And apparently, Hollywood has it all wrong. A person can't just wake up possessed. The demon has to be invited in through involvement in pagan, satanic, or occult practices most commonly. A person can also be possessed if someone else places a curse on them or even something as slight as a past family member promising their baby to the devil. It is suggested that people, quote, stay close to God in prayer and refrain from being involved in things that would be considered to be the new age, rituals of the new age, rituals of the occult, such as Wicca, tarot cards, Ouija boards, superstitious practices, black magic, white magic, etc., etc., So, Matt, the author of the book, was a journalist from San Diego and had followed a woman, whom he later married, to Italy and became a resident. Matt was officially living in Rome in 2005 and had met and befriended Father Gary while the father was training as an apprentice for an Italian priest who had, by this point, performed over 80 exorcisms. You see, in Italy, the art and ritual of exorcism continues to this day and is widely accepted in the area. Now some background on Father Gary. While attending a funeral when he was a teenager, one of the owners of the funeral home asked him if he wanted to work there part time. He was 14 years old, and he accepted and began working odd jobs at the Naaman lincoln ruse Mortuary. He graduated from high school in San Mateo, California, and went to the University of San Francisco, where he studied mortuary science. He then worked in a funeral home until he was around 25 years old, and then he decided he wanted to become a priest. He studied at St. Patrick's Seminary, and at 30 years old, he was an ordained Catholic priest. He then spent 22 years of his career as a priest before it was suggested to him that he become an exorcist, and it is, quote, unpopular work amongst most priests. But Father Gary said he did feel it was his calling. So once Matt got settled in Italy, he found work with the Associated Press, and he stated church was not a big priority for him at this time in his life. He said, quote, I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school, unquote. He also said that once he was an adult, he would go to Mass, but not regularly. But after his experiences with Father Gary, it brought him back to a, quote, stronger connection with the church. Now, Matt was acutely aware of the disconnect between people who believe that the ritual of exorcism is a very real and successful tool to rid people of evil spirits or demons and those that think it is scientifically not possible. He stated, quote, in the past, I had seen books that had been written by exorcists, by believers, and they were 100% sure that what they were seeing was everything that their church taught, unquote. He was curious, and he wanted to find out what the truth really was. So Matt set out to talk to priests and exorcist experts to research and and ask the questions everyone has about the process, and this is how he found out about the Regina Apostolorum, which is an exorcism college operated by the Legionaries of Christ, which, side note, have come under extreme scrutiny as of late, after it was discovered that the leader had committed abusive behavior. He was hospitalized for morphine addiction and was investigated for sexually abusing children. The leader also had mistresses that he had had children with separately and was paying for them to have these nice lavish apartments and so on. You you get the idea. But regardless of that, Matt went to the legionaries seminary and sat amongst a room full of priests from all over the world. Father Gary, also being from California, was who Matt would be following during Father Gary's training. They struck up a friendship being the only two that spoke fluent English, of course. Now Matt was fortunate enough to be able to attend the exorcism class being taught. It changed how he perceived the whole idea behind exorcisms. He said he went from thinking of exorcists as heroes or gunslingers much like the media and the entertainment industry portrays them, and he saw them as more sort of conduits who pray and get healing through the ministry of Jesus. Matt said, quote, it's much harder to get people interested in the reality of it, which can sometimes be quite boring, unquote. The first step is to make sure the person isn't suffering from a mental illness. If they aren't, the person is then instructed to practice their faith, to continue to pray and feel connected to God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, whomever, through prayer. The big displays that you and I see in the movies isn't common at all and are generally in an act of desperation as a last resort. Now, Father Gary had, in his early days as a priest, decided it was, imperative that while he was training he should learn through experiencing exorcisms for himself. He sought out practicing exorcists in the city to apprentice for during his stay. He was accepted by Father Carmine as an apprentice and together with Matt coming along to observe about 20 exorcisms himself. They began performing exorcisms that met the outlined criteria of needing one for the next three and a half months. During his apprenticeship, Father Gary observed exorcisms without participating at first. He helped with determining what course of action was needed and then eventually began participating in the rite to gain the hands-on experience of expelling demons. According to Father Gary, the power of an exorcism comes from the faith of those involved, but it is also mandatory to get approval from the Catholic Church. One aspect of getting the approval is being able to speak the correct language during the rite. Latin, of course, is the traditional language of exorcisms because it is the most hated language to demons, apparently but approved translations of Italian, Spanish and Portuguese are available for use. If priests do not use approved translations, then the demons are known to tease and mock them. Though the church states it is most unwise to communicate with a demon directly, Father Gary says at times it is unavoidable So he only asks the demon three questions. What is your name? How did you get in? When are you leaving? Father Gary says that getting them to answer these questions means the demon is losing its strength. And once that happens, they are much easier to expel or cast out with prayer. And it's not just one or two priests that have to perform this ritual. Father Gary has a team of medical experts, which include a clinical psychologist, a psychiatrist, and a medical doctor. And he also has with him a prayer team, and he stresses that exorcism is a slow process as well. And also apparently there's no real way to know that the exorcism is completely over. There's no Hollywood special effects, black fog, that expels itself from the mouth of its host. Father Gary says the manifestations just stop, but the prayer continues for a time and then it's quite frankly a judgment call. The priest has to rely on the person, to tell him that they feel the demon is gone. Ultimately, continuing to pray and having no more symptoms is the good indicator. Now Father Carmine has reported seeing such things as a woman throw up a black frog and then once it hit the ground it dissolved into a black liquid. And while Father Gary and Father Carmine didn't witness a woman spitting up nails, They did have a fellow exorcist tell them about that incident that they had witnessed. Father Carmine was never possessed by a demon, but he and Father Gary both testify to the fact that they are often attacked by them. And disclaimer, disclaimer. Father Carmine himself is said to have witnessed a victim vomiting up literal buckets Of human sperm. Now people's eyes will roll alarmingly back far into their heads. Matt said he once heard a nun trying to speak but it came out sounding like a dog. He said she flopped around on the floor like a fish and bashed her own head into a wall. Matt also said he witnessed a small woman who was in her mid-twenties convulse so strong that she bent the legs of a metal chair she burped unnaturally loudly and began to vomit another woman he saw levitated father gary has stated experiences of levitation do happen and most often people foam at the mouth as the demon is expelled and on occasion a person will suddenly drop out of an exorcism and say they don't want to be rid of the demon inside of them. Father Gary was on the set of The Rite while it was being filmed to help with authenticity, to offer advice on how certain aspects are handled, and so on. He stated he was on set, quote, to sort of lend a hand and to give tips to the people involved, unquote. As of today, Father Gary is a pastor of Sacred Heart Parish in Saratoga, California. He's in his 50s, and his parish has a school, RCIA program, as well as an outreach program for the economically poor. I mean, pretty much everything you'd expect from this kind of priest. He is also still very much performing exorcisms as needed that meet his specific criteria. While I have never seen or experienced anything like this myself, one has to wonder how valid it is. I'm sure every one of us have seen a movie that had an exorcism in it and I believe Father Gary when he says that it's not as loud and crazy as they make it out to be. Whether or not you believe in all of this is a matter of your own personal spirituality. However inviting dark and negative things to you is a risk no matter what you believe thanks for listening